0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Before we get started on today's episode, big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Pleiates, Devin Rendon, Jake Powers, Mike Wozniak, Corey Johnson Hoops. And my guy, Buffalo's own Ryan Pisner. Thank you all for your contributions on a monthly basis. If we could get to 70 patrons by next week, my birthday, the 30th, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Well, the 30th is I'm going to be 30. I know it's gross. It's crazy. But my birthday is actually on the 11th. So check out the Patreon. A lot of extra content on there. And a bunch of six packs of every guest. And MP finally does the, the six pack. If you didn't catch last week's episode, on Thursday, MP was on it. And we talked a little basketball, well, all basketball. And then today, it's the People's Podcast. You guys know the vibes. MP stayed on for this one too. And we got your questions from Twitter, Instagram. And top priority is the Discord. Everyone that's in the Discord is a member of a Patreon as well. So, big ups to everybody for supporting the show. We appreciate it. And... Also, some housekeeping notes. I want to give a shout out to. Give me one second. I just had it here in front of me. Uh, Jimmy. So Jimmy is a sailor stationed on North Island, California. He sent me an email. Him and his fleet listened to the show. So to Jimmy, I say thank you. Stay safe and congrats. Hope you guys are doing well out there. And if you guys want to buy a crew neck to support the show, message Veterans Minimum either on Twitter or on Instagram. You'll see some of the crew necks available. And yeah, shouts to everybody. Once again, as always, new month, new vibes, all that fun stuff. Impies on People's Podcast, the 17th edition of this series. (laughs) (laughs)
2: forget ready
1: to go finish your young claps in the building let's go bro yeah you know I finally found out what that thing is called what is it called it's called a slate
2: okay sounds sounds right yeah yeah slate and then it has like the name of the show.
1: Yeah. Scene seven. Producer name, yeah. director. Yeah. I think I should get one of those. Gotta see how much it costs and just have it. Probably not that much. Yeah. Gift, gift, gift.
2: Yo, your birthday's coming up. Yeah, bro. Two weeks. Yo.
1: Real ones on the 11th. 30? 30. Yo. Wild. Fuck it. Yo, honestly, 30 is the new 20. That's what I've heard. I've been listening to that Jay-Z song, 30 something.
2: Yo, do you feel 30?
1: No. What does that mean, right? I don't know.
2: It, it just... I think about it too. I
1: physically feel better than you were before. Than I did like five years ago. Yep. Um yep. We're not, Way that's more. That's the right answer. Way more active. Way better shape. Eating better, bro. Eating better really was the biggest game changer.
2: It changes your life in terms of when you eat better. It affects your life in other ways. Like it's easier for you to wake up in the morning. And now it sounds stupid, but if, when you're trying to wake up early in the morning and get on and get on a schedule and get on a routine, I want to go to the gym six thirty in the morning every day. Check your diet the day before. I'm telling you,
1: it drains your energy when you eat like shit. Yeah, especially when you eat clean. Like my buddy Nick, shouts to him. He's a you know he built a gym up in Rochester. Uh, one of my best friends from college, and he put me on this like meal plan, and he allows me three cheat meals a week. The only rule is don't do it on back to back days or back to back meals. So for example, every Wednesday morning, bacon egg. No cheese. I don't like cheese, really, unless it's on a cheeseburger. But bacon and eggs on a no. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? Get a little toast that like. shit, a little butter, lube that up nice. Nice. You know? But for lunch that day, don't have pizza, bro. Go back to your thing. Then Friday night, I try to leave Saturday nights because there's usually a card every weekend or I'm drinking beers. It's like, yo, Saturday night, I'm going to have some wild shit. But it shocks your system, and that's a good thing to do. Nice and there's like a lot of like weird nerdy shit that goes into it but for the most part like i try to do that like but yo to answer your initial question nah bro i feel i feel good i feel sharp i feel wiser right like it, it like fine wine right you get better with time j but yeah great girl i mean mount rushmore for sure just talk
2: about someone that's gotten better with yeah
1: yeah so yeah man but to answer your question nah, i feel kind of kind of regular that's fire good to see you again even though you haven't it's gone It's been a over, while. Technically, even have been sitting here now for about an hour and a half. I'm
2: hyped to do the People's Pod because that was probably when we were doing the show. Those were probably one of my fa- more favorite episodes to do.
1: So um, random.
2: Engaging with the listeners. Yeah. Um, topics that you may not generally discuss, which is fun. Um, so, yeah, this is awesome. I can't wait.
1: So... People's podcast, we tweet out a link. We get some questions from there. But mostly, top priority is the members of the Discord. All you right. get in on the Discord by being a Patreon member. Come on, son. How effortless was that, dude? Come on, man.
2: Patreon.com slash.
1: Veterans Minimum, baby. Nice. $5 a month, you get extra episodes. You get the six packs. You get tables, ladders, and chairs. You get it all.
2: Real quickly, just all, Joe Button. is now on Patreon. Yeah. Joe Button left Spotify went to Patreon. I don't know what happened. Nonetheless, he's on Patreon now, which is pretty cool.
1: There's a lot of people that their entire livelihood and well, the money they make is all Patreon. It's a it's a beautiful idea. I think
2: they actually gave him like equity stake in the company in Patreon. Joe Budden, probably.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
2: Another podcast that I've been listening to a lot lately. We were talking about that before. Like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. His what podcast do you listen to? Uh, Dan Levitard every day. Um, I listen to No Dunks. It's the Athletics. Uh, it's it's a basketball podcast by the Athletic. Mm-hmm. But these guys are. Um, they used to be on NBA TV. They used to be called um, The Starters.
1: Oh, shit. I remember those guys.
2: They left. They, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they left or NBA TV. Cut they the, moved on. They moved on. They moved over to The Athletic. Now they have their own podcast called No Dunks. Sensational podcast. Uh, I mentioned Dan Lebitard. Joe Rogan, I've been listening to a decent amount. Um, and the Joe Budden podcast. Those are some of the staples. And then I listen to your show, of course. But um, Just pulled on the
1: heartstrings right there, brother. Of course.
2: Um, so, yeah, definitely been been listening to a decent amount more.
1: Bro, I had the plus one on the show, too. Got some nice feedback on there. People enjoyed that. Acting very, life, very, very unique good. conversation. Actually, so I was asked to send some of my best work, and I do feel like I'm in a creative space right now where I am putting together some of my best work. Nice. And uh, from feedback I'm getting. And also, like, I'm a very honest judge of my own character. Like, I like to admit when I'm wrong. I like to say that men try to be right as opposed to trying to get things right and i'm quick to admit my flaws and when i get an l i like to admit it too one of the reasons why i'm so close with you and i like you a lot is because you're always like yeah you're you're a dick there straight shooter man you gotta be you have to be you have to be and that's why like there's certain people and i talked about this with your lady too how there's certain people that they come at you with a place of care and love and there are other people that are just just a hater bro Facts. like when alan checked me with the pod that i did with the doctor he's like yo i loved it the insight was great but like bro you dominated that whole conversation i wanted to hear more of her he comes from a different background and i know his intentions are always smooth so i wasn't like oh fuck you man you're a piece of shit it's like I no you're right the, i
2: appreciate the valuable and, feedback and
1: also because i'm so honest with my work and myself when i was editing the pod i was like damn son i talked a lot so it was good to hear it, And it's good to have people like that in your corner. Yeah.
2: I think you make note when you improve next yeah, time. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Of course. I actually have a, a question about um, you. Because I told them that you were going to be on. For you? No, no. For you. Oh, uh, nice. So it's like uh, from Shouts to Piz from the Discord. He goes, since nice. you had his plus one recently on the pod, how about how he met her? Because the real OGs, remember 718, you already know, dot, 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 dot. Your boy is single.
2: (laughs) Yo, so, all right, I'll I'll break it down really quickly. I went to college with Samantha, and we were in the same acting class. I used to act when I was younger. I was a theater minor, and she, I met her in acting class, um, and she continued to act. (laughs) Do you want
1: me to play, like, violin (laughs) music? No, no, no. It's
2: short and (laughs) sweet. We met in acting class. We dated in college, and then we broke up. And then a year ago, or a little over a year ago, she randomly moved to Astoria. She just texted me out of the blue, "Hey, I moved to Astoria," and that's it. Kind of nuts, but yeah, we went to we met in college in acting class, and uh, she continued. And she's on TV, so that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> and would you continue? I'm, quiet, here, right?
2: I'm here, baby. <laughs> I'm here, baby. I'm
1: um, here. Let's go, man. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm a big fan of her. I told you about that a while ago. So she's a, she's cool people. And I appreciated the pot. I did with her. Um, All right, man, let's dive into some of these questions. Uh, Jordan Riley. What do you think about players getting pulled from games minutes before tip off? Is it fair to the player? Is it the right thing to do? Considering the players are probably tested multiple times throughout the week and day. This is the NBA fiasco that's been going on. Durant getting pulled after the game starts Curry just walking off the court. You've had the incidents where, like, the Spurs missed nine guys out of nowhere. Basically a G League team. How do you feel about this happening?
2: You can't deal. If there's a major outbreak, the season gets a wrench thrown into it. You remember what happened to the Marlins in baseball? The whole team had fucking COVID.
1: I remember they they had only played, like, 12 games. The rest of the league played, like, 27 (laughs)
2: Everyone knew going into the season this was gonna be a very strange and bizarre season. I just think you have to roll with the punches. Try your best to do your try your best to stay afloat and just get to the playoffs. That's like that's what I'm that's my mindset here. I understand like the micro doesn't look great at times, right? Where these guys are getting pulled mid game, but it's for the greater good to get to the playoffs.
1: And also it's not like it only happens to the Nets or the Warriors, like, everyone is dealing with this circumstance and this situation. Some cities, based on their rules and regulations and what they are allowing, is completely different, which we get. But I think everyone has the same hand that they've been dealt.
2: I thought the question was going to go towards the Draymond Green-Andre Drummond fiasco where they're about to trade Drummond supposedly so they didn't want him to get hurt. And so they pulled him, and then Draymond did the post-game interview where he was just like, yo, I want to just say something. It's all bullshit how these teams can just tell you that you're not playing and you got to stay in shape and you got to be ready and you got to do the interviews, but you you demand a trade, like how he was referencing James Harden. He's like, but James demands a trade, and he's vilified. And I feel him on that ridiculously in so many in so many ways and on so many levels. And if not for anything... For this season in particular where these guys are isolated, they're not seeing their families, they're locked in rooms, they're distancing themselves, they're wearing masks all day. You got to think that the one thing that they're looking forward to is actually playing basketball and now you're taking the one thing that they love or one of the few things that they love. Oh, wait, they probably love their family. They're not around either. Like there's so many factors going into the season. to just basically it's just it's, it's a double standard. And so I feel Draymond on that. That's where I thought he was going, and I wanted to touch on that, too.
1: No, but think about, like, in baseball, too. How many times have you seen a dude in center field just get fucking pulled out because he got traded in the sixth inning? Yeah. Like that's. I think that's the craziest shit, bro. Yeah. Wasn't it Juan Lagares on the Mets? Yeah,
2: but then he actually wound up not getting traded.
1: But they still pulled him from the game. Yeah. I think I think Adam Jones, no, it too. No, was, uh,
2: was it was it Juan Ligueras.
1: It was, was someone on the it Mets. It was Wilmer Flores. That's who it was. But then yeah. he didn't get traded, and then he wound up hitting a home run, like, the next day. But, but with the NBA, like, I think you've seen that happen a lot. And, and yo, I agree with Draymond Green a lot. Because you see that shit happen all the time. It's fucked up. When the player wants something better for him, he's a villain. He's an asshole. He cares about himself. But when the team does it, it's like, oh, it's what's best for business, like Triple H would say. Yep. So. All right. This one comes in from Justin08. Not to be confused with Justin056 or 07. As someone who works directly with COVID testing... I think the NBA's COVID testing protocols are very lackluster. How do you guys think the NBA is doing regarding COVID this season? A little bit of a combination between the two questions. Uh, Justin, also, I would love to hear. What you do. Exactly what you do, yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, and if you could come to New York and test us for free, that'd be <laughs> fucking fantastic. I'll do a people's pod with you. <laughs> uh,
2: I, th- I mean. Not kidding, by
1: the way, being honest. I paid fucking 160 Damn. And I waited six Those hours. Places you could go for free. And I know. What I mean? So what I did, like an asshole, I went out to this one fucking place in Long Island because it was going to be quicker. So I'm like, yo, you know what? I don't mind paying if I'm gonna get my results in like a half hour. Or I'm not gonna wait online. Go over there, private institution. I get fucking. Gang bang twice. Nah,
2: LaGuardia Airport.
1: I know. Or even like some of these like city MD, MD. places. You just got away. So next time, I'm like uh, I've gotten tested three times since then.
2: I actually got tested this morning. It took me 40 minutes. You want to know why I got tested this morning? Because I'm going to the Nick game on Saturday.
1: Yo, let's go. Fans in the building.
2: 2000 and I'm one of them, baby. Let's go. Yo, did you have to pay extra for those? I, I can't tell. We, My roommate and I were going shots to Mad B. We, we can't tell if the tickets are cheaper or more expensive. Like we don't know. What I mean by that is in relation to if the garden was packed, like are they upcharging them because there's less fans? I feel
1: like that's the case.
2: I don't know. They're doing a great job, though. Let me tell you one thing. There's a lot of rules and regulations. You have to get temperature checked when you walk in. When you walk in, you need you need a, a negative COVID test, PCR, not rapid, seventy two hours before. Yeah, PCR. Whoa, before, that's new
1: to me. I didn't know this.
2: Before you walk in the door, you need a seventy two hours from game day. So I had to go today. Or I could have, in theory, went tomorrow or but,
1: Friday. Yeah, yeah. But but Friday,
2: ter- you're cutting it close because you may not got the PCR results back. Remember, PCR is different. So they're taking a lot of precautions. But what I do like is, and I did, and I couldn't believe this: if you test positive or your temperature is too high, X, Y, Z, they'll actually give you a refund. I thought, oh, you buy the tickets, you test positive, that's your fault. But nah, they're doing a good job of, 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 of. Of kind of saying look this is an experience people are going to be feeling uncomfortable at the beginning we want to make this as carefree as possible so let's let's hook them up so
1: i'll be completely honest with you that wasn't a worry for me like i was going to go to games i'm trying to go to games of course i love this even more for people that do feel uncomfortable exactly right do i think i'm invincible no but i do feel like COVID isn't a worry for me personally. I'm worried about me getting it and then giving it to my family members and of course, shit, of which course. you know, my mom had a little bit of a COVID scare for like 3 days. It got a little crazy, but now she's okay. So like from that perspective, I just care about so many other people and and dude, I've gotten tested since January 12th, the first time I got tested. I've gotten tested 4 times because every week I have 3-4 people coming in yeah. here or hanging out, you know, I go to Josh's for UFC. I don't want to do that and I also work in the city, so I interact with a lot of people. So it's just like being being courteous and caring about others.
2: It's kind, we're kind of off topic but we're talking about the NBA and COVID and, and and being tested at least for the for the arenas and stuff. So, I think I think they're doing a a, a pretty solid job, man. Like I think so. Of course, games are going to be postponed, but those are kind of the necessary evils or those are the necessary outcomes that are are tied to this season and I'm just happy to watch basketball again, man. Like I'll never forget the first game in the bubble. Like, I was so happy to watch basketball. It was like in the afternoon, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Which was lit because you had games from like 1 o'clock until midnight. and some.
2: Yo, man, we're living in a pandemic. The numbers are getting skewed in the right way, thank God. We're trending in the right direction. But still, man, you never know. So I'm just thankful to be able to watch. I can't criticize the league in terms of testing and they're getting tested too much or not enough. Just get to the playoffs and, and we'll figure it out from there. Good question,
1: though. Yeah, great question. And I mean, you gave the best answers to that. So I don't even want to chime in because that was, I, I, yeah, honestly, I didn't know about all that. So I think a lot of people are going to be feeling a little bit better about this, too. And, 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 question is that only for the garden or is that like league wide?
2: It's, I, if I'm not mistaken, each state has their own individual protocol, but New York is one of the You think
1: Miami's just like, yo, just show up and get loud? Uh, (laughs)
2: Probably be Atlanta to Georgia, too. Uh, I um, I'm ex- I'm really excited. Um, you know this, everything is sectioned off, so you know it, you won't be sitting near anyone else. you have to wear a mask unless you're at your seat eating. They're doing they're taking all of the right steps. I can't wait to be in the garden. And one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because well, how often am I ever going to experience Madison Square Garden with 2,000 people in it? Any of these games that you guys could go to guys and gals could go to, think about the experience because it's like you're going to be in an empty arena it's almost as if you're watching practice 2000 fans is a lot but it's also a fraction of what would be there normally so it's going to look like a pregame warm up you can hear guys talking shit to each other you're going to be able to hear the ball bounce you're going to be able to hear the coaches yelling i mean how are they yells how, anyway but. how
1: are they spacing you out have you seen like a map or anything i
2: mean i just know that the sec- you can't like you can't buy a ticket in the same section as someone else like so, we're going to be sitting in, I think, 209. The next section is, like, 213. So, like, you're going to have tons of space behind, you know, between people. And it's a no-brainer. Like, I was thinking, like, sell pockets of the stadiums and arenas to, to, like, groups of people. So, this is kind of similar in a sense that if you go with, you know, two people, three people, no one else can sit near you. And so...
1: Who do they play Saturday?
2: Uh, they play the Pacers. Okay. But... I, yo, we can go to another game. They're playing the, the Kings this Thursday. Tomorrow, they're playing the Kings. Those tickets are like 100 for like... Re- and then the, the thing is like, they're really good seats. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then Saturday night's the Pacers. And that's, you know, a little
1: bit more expensive because it's Saturday night. But right, 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 right. Oh, interesting, man. That's, that's pretty dope. It's yeah. pretty dope. I got to tell you guys about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with BlueWires top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&A's with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. No idea why that was so difficult for me to read. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, guys, no lie, this is the best part. You get all of that that was mentioned for $15 a month. It's the same rate as any of the other hosting sites would charge you for the initial setup as someone who was doing three different podcasts a week and two of them, I was responsible for the editing and the posting and the uploading onto the host platform. It was around the same as what this hustle program is, but I wasn't getting no cover art. I didn't have access to other people in a community discord it, it, this is this is really the real deal and the best bang for your buck, guys. As, as someone that has lived it and has done it, this is tremendous. So whether you're starting from scratch or have another existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com/join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bw hustle. Dot com slash join. Okay, this one is for you. Early prediction for next season's MVP NFL.
2: <laughs> Yo, Josh Allen, bro, Josh Allen.
1: I called you a clown. I said stop. Forty to one. I, I think he finished like top five.
2: Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top three. This is tough. MVP for next year. I got a good one. Give me yours.
1: Justin Herbert, second year.
2: That's the path.
1: That's the path, that's bro. Bro, even Colin Murray up until like week ten. He was especially after the hail the Hail Murray. He got injured. He got hurt, yeah. He, he got hurt running the same. And it and it derailed him a bit. But it's that second year, man. And and you know, new coaching staff, he got the weapons. I think
2: man, this is that's tough. Put me on the spot. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I, I need to think. I, I want to think about this because I'm this is pretty, good, pretty good yeah, at it. Yeah, this is thing. Uh, I, I like. What do you think about Kyler Murray again?
1: Not against it. Run it back? Not against it. I do think Kingsbury holds them back. For as good as a relationship he has with, with, with Murray, I do think that ultimately he'll be the fall guy there. Okay. So he a little hesitant, but I like Herbert, man. And, yo, we were talking about him on the drive over here. Non non QB, which is going to be hard because if you didn't give it to Derrick Henry this year, it's like when are you going it like to give it to him? And I know Rodgers had an absolutely fucking absurd season, but two thousand yards, bro, and carrying that Titans team, I think they a guy, were a
2: wild card team, right?
1: No, they won the division.
2: Titans. Yeah, okay. the
1: Colts were the wild card. <laughs> right, you're right. Um, so I think, I mean, I'm. I'm, if I have the number one pick in our fantasy draft, I might take Saquon Barkley. Yo, I'm
2: not. I'm not just saying this, yo. But what if Carson Wentz wins MVP next year? <laughs> I think Carson Wentz is going to have a good season. He may not have a great season. Well, the
1: thing is with them, they're so run heavy. I don't know if we'll have the numbers for it. Like for Carson sure. Wentz, I see Carson Wentz as like a 28 and 11 guy. He's gonna. That's he's, touchdowns to interceptions. Yeah,
2: he's not going to be asked to do as much. And the supporting cast is way better.
1: Not even close. Way yeah. better. And you have that relationship. Defense is better. You have that relationship with the coach. Yep. That's an interesting one. We might have to take a look at those odds. <sighs> I mean, I said, just, that was the tone I just, had when just, I said. Know, just get a little, little wetness. Revenge you know? just, tour. Yeah, revenge. Look, up.
2: man, Carson Wentz is extremely talented.
1: I love Carson Wentz. So, like. I like him even more now that I can actually root for him way more now that he's now not a needle. he's out Eagle. of the division. Yeah.
2: Um. So. I just think it's interesting. But you're right. The st- he won't put the stats up.
1: Yeah. This one is from Rune. How short is the leash next NFL season on someone like Daniel Jones? I'm kind of over him at this point. Okay.
2: You should have been done with him when you drafted him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted him to be something so bad. Look, my, my personal issue with Daniel Jones is there hasn't been any growth. And what I mean by that is it's still the same mistake over and over again. You're being dragged down. You're trying to force a pass to Slayton in double coverage. He gets picked off. Like, I'll give you those mistakes, bro, if it's year one and it's your third start. When it's year two and you've been starting for so long and... Did I overrate this offense coming in? I was saying wild shit like, yo, outside of Kansas City, I don't know if I'm taking another skill no position. You've been yeah, there. I, I remember. You that. know, like, yo, I yo. I told my buddy stuff on. I was like, yo, you want to hear a bad take? I told him, and he's like, was this when they had OBJ? I was like, nah, this was like before this summer. He's like, oh, God. Bad. <laughs> oh, God, that's bad. Yeah, but, you know, I liked Ingram. I liked Tate, Shepard, Slayton. Barkley, Slayton. Like, I like the combination of all those guys. With that being said, I think with Daniel Jones, my biggest issue is, you're still making the same mistakes. You're still making second, third, fourth game start mistakes, and there hasn't been any growth. And, you know, they were the 15th best offense in the NFC last year. There's 16 teams in the NFC. So with him, I I think the leash is he's going to probably play this whole season because there's no plans on bringing anyone in. There are some rumors, but it's like you're really reaching on, like, the – Jimmy G, Watson kind of stuff. It's just they're not going to get a guy like Watson. Um, I, you know me, bro. I do a lot of inappropriate shit to get Watson on the Giants. I think he's only said he'll go to three
2: teams now, right, Watson?
1: Yeah. So It's Miami. It's the Jets. And Carolina. And Carolina. So um, I think the leash on Daniel Jones is going to be the entire season, and then from there you, you'd have to move on.
2: Everything that you were saying about Daniel Jones like really reminds me of Sam Darnold.
1: No. I think Sam Darnold—
2: no, just the mistakes, making the same mistakes over and over again.
1: Yeah, for sure. I would not give up on Sam Darnold.
2: So you would trade the pick?
1: I would trade the pick or move back. Yeah, trade down. Um, I, Bro, what, what has he had? The Giants have had a way better... So my whole take coming into this past season played out the way it did. Daniel Jones versus Sam Darnold, the two New York guys. Daniel Jones had the better pieces around him to be successful. Sam Darnold didn't. I think Sam Darnold is the better quarterback of the two. Yes. But it wasn't going to translate this year because of the bad offensive line. Like, Becton is dope. No receivers. But Jamison Crowder is your best receiver. I like Mims, but he was in and out the lineup. What did he play, like, nine games, yeah, I think? Yeah, he
2: missed the first few games.
1: Herndon became like, yo, Herndon, if he, like, now with no gaze, Herndon's going to cast, like, 70 passes. <laughs> or he's going to go to, like, Carolina and be a pro bowler, like, that's just the mo of guys that leave Adam Gase. So I wouldn't give up on Sam Darnold. I would prefer him over Daniel Jones without a doubt. For Sa- sure, bro. Sam Darnold's younger than Joe Burrow, dude.
2: Yeah, and I'm not. I'm just. I mean, this kid's Zach Wilson, though, man. I'm licking my chops.
1: <laughs> yeah, team, my- team Zach Wilson. I like Zach. I like I Zach like, a lot. Like yeah, same. he fits the mold of the guy that I like. Elevates a team that's not a powerhouse. BYU. He makes some crazy throws off,
2: off, off, off
1: balance. No looks. out of the pocket. Crazy arm
2: windows. Um, you know, there's there's, there's a lot of rumblings now that people have Zach Wilson rated higher than Trevor Lawrence.
1: Let's not get too crazy. I know. But well, the now, fact like, that people are even saying Well, that, now Trevor Lawrence is hurt. He's going to not be active for about six weeks. He had, like, some injury.
2: He's still going one. It's no yeah, 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 yeah. I just think that. I just think it's interesting because everything over the past how many seasons was Trevor Lawrence can't miss, can't miss. And that's not to say he's not a cat, can't miss. But I do think it's, it's interesting that people are rating Zach Wilson higher now that they're looking at all the tape. So
1: This question comes from Poseidon898. This is from Twitter. This might be one of the greatest questions we've ever gotten here. Should kickers have walk-up songs like in baseball?
2: It's the best one we got. The answer is yes. That would be so dope.
1: Yo, what would be your walk-up?
2: Uh Dano. Ooh! Shawty low! Yo! <laughs> that
1: shit is a banger, bro. Because they R-I- know I'm key. hitting the kick. Yeah. Damn. Oh, wait, he, he died? Yeah, he passed away, bro. Damn. First
2: in peace, Shawty low. Yeah, hold
1: on. Let me just confirm, because that would be crazy. But <laughs> <He> I'm, just... <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure he's... <sighs> Yeah, September 21,
2: 2016, bro. Damn.
1: Carlos Rico Walker.
2: It's a goat. There's a video of... uh, He was in
1: D4L. Was he really? Yeah.
2: Laffy Taffy? Yeah, Laffy Taffy. Of Laffy Taffy fame?
1: He initially came to prominence, bar by the way, as a founding member of southern hip-hop group D4L. That's dope. The group reached national status in 2005 with their hit single, Laffy Taffy. and then his solo career debuted with arguably one of the best hip-hop records of his generation Day no, died in a car accident
2: no the remix is tough too with lil wayne and but yeah i think it definitely would be day no and the only reason like I, i i thought about that song recently i mean i listen to it occasionally don't get me wrong but
1: it's in my gym rotation.
2: So, so there's, a, when Biden won president and then they did the inauguration, not the inauguration, but when Oh, Biden,
1: I saw this video <laughs> of the walk up, right? Oh when my Biden God. When Biden won
2: the next night or the night of whatever, there's the video of him running. Yeah, yeah. And someone was like, yo, can someone just like put Charlie Lowe No on this video? So he's running out to it. And I was like, hey, you know, running out, running into the, go kick a ball. So yeah, that would be mine. What would be yours? <sighs>
1: If I was a UFC fighter, my walkout would be New York State of Mind by Nas. Nice. So I feel like that one would be the same one. That's a good one. That one is like so many bars. Just You know, dude, when I go running, I'll run by his mural in Queensbridge. 21st Street. Yeah. Super popping. What a question. That was a good one. What a good fucking question. Someone
2: tagged Pat McAfee. Because Pat McAfee's team, special teams, like he always loves the kickers and he always gives them that praise and for love. For the brand. For the brand, yeah. So he, uh, so someone actually tagged, someone else tagged him on that question. Great question.
1: Okay, this is the last one. I know we sped through this, but these are all the questions that we got on this one. This one comes from Bernsey. Would you be open to the NFL doing half of the games on Saturdays and half of the games on Sundays at some point in the future? If no, would you rather come up would you rather? You know what I'm saying? With a different schedule altogether that you think works better or keep the one that they have now with Monday and Thursday night footballs.
2: You can't play on Saturday because of college football. Right. There's people that... there's. I mean, I don't want to say that there's people that don't watch the NFL. But there are people that watch a lot more college football than they watch NFL. There's certain markets and there's certain cities where teams aren't in, you know, like... Think about Alabama. I know it's like a, I know that's a layup, but like think about Alabama, right? Like there's no professional team there, so you can't you can't get rid of college football on Saturdays. It's a staple. Um, can you get creative with games during the week somehow? Yeah, but again, you would have to be strategic in terms of bye weeks, right? That would kind of be the thing where you can't play if you want to play a game on a Wednesday. The next week that they have must be a bye week. So absolutely, I would love football every day, but. Every day is a stretch. What is it? It's Monday, Sunday, and Thursday right now. Mm-hmm. I think you could fit one more night in somehow. I just don't know if Saturday's the answer, though, Bernsey. How about you?
1: I kind of like it how it is, man.
2: Yeah, it has its own day. Never forget. There's that old saying, you know, football. You know, football is played at one o'clock on Sunday so that people could go to church in the morning. But it's it's the other way around. They make church in the morning, so people go watch football right. in the afternoon.
1: Bro, <laughs> really, it's just it's just cool to how how trash would Sundays be in the winter if there was no football?
2: So, you know, just kind of look forward to it. Yeah, something like you know, it's like oh Sunday sucks, but at least football's on.
1: Yo, the fall and winter go by so quick because Monday it's like fuck back to work Monday, but there's Monday night football. football, right? Tuesday you have nothing going on, you put in your waivers. Wednesday, you see if you get your waivers. You set your lineups. Thursday, you got Thursday Night Football. Before you know it, it's Friday. Everybody loves Friday. The week just ended. Saturday, you got... I mean, it's Saturday it's the weekend. And then you cap off your weekend with 12 hours.
2: Of of red zone. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: So eight hours of red zone and then Sunday Night Football. And then before you know it, it's rinse and repeat yep. for 17 weeks.
2: Well, yeah. Until... Including the playoffs, too.
1: Yeah. And then the playoffs, yeah. there's no Monday or Thursday, but...
2: Yeah. You're still looking forward to that Saturday. Right. Yeah. No. I, it's tough. The Saturday thing's tough. Yeah. I mean, I do like what they do now, though. When college football is over, they play games on Saturday. I
1: like that. Right. That's cool because then there's nothing else to watch on Saturday from yeah. a football perspective. But all right, man. People's Pod. Bang this out pretty quick, relatively. Yeah. You know, Send them more questions. The shows will be longer. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I did do a terrible job. I, I put out the post and I didn't tag everyone on Discord. Kinda of just like put it out there in the in one of the channels. We'll do but one again soon. Yeah, we'll do one again soon. I try I wanna try and do one every month for the most part. Also just creates a, just free content really. Yeah. But um all right Ab, again, floor is yours. Where can they find you?
2: I M P Y seven one eight. You already know on Twitter and Instagram.
1: At the Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find the show. Go to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Veterans Minimum. You can watch full episodes. You can watch clips. If you want to support the Patreon, it's Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. The six-pack is up with Impy. It dropped a couple days ago. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Jake the Snake Powers, Mike Walzniak, Corey Johnson Hoops, and Ryan Pisner. Thank you all for your monthly contribution to the Patreon. And we will catch you guys next time. too ill can't let it drop me spill. Clog
2: the lane, I'm filling the stream. I'm here for the spot to be filled Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. it This is the story of the one.